0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and right? I'm your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today, folks. We are going to have a great show for you. Welcome aboard. Bruce Pollard says, good Monday. AVQ is in the house, he says. Haven't slept much today. Guess what? Rotten, neither have I. But way early this morning, car double parked in the street right in front of my apartment building. A truck got struck behind it, a row of cars behind them, begin going all the way up the end of the block. Horns blaring, trying to drown each other out. Feels like I only got three hours sleep. Might crash any moment. Now, I know that feeling. Um, You know, I did. I worked out last night. My daughter, um, Lou, took my daughter to Cancun this weekend. Uh, thank you very much, Lou. I, I'll talk a little bit about that later on because I'm, I'm so touched with having great friends there's nothing like having great friends that 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 really care about you and your kids you know but anyhow um welcome folks yvette avery Herod is in the house buenos buenas tardes yvette avery Herod la preciosa is here as well with us anyhow folks those of you that are currently on the youtube please give me those thumbs up let's get started on goodfoot if you are on you on facebook please give me those likes Wherever you are, Carl Cox is in the house. He says hello. Always remember, man who sit on porcupines get stuck because women are too smart to do that. We always knew women is the smarter. Women are the smartest gender. Is are the smartest gender. All right, we got a great show for you today. Um, I tell you what, I have three main subjects that I want to do, but it's probably going to be four altogether. Um, But I want to play for you a discussion I had with gun controls. And I want you guys to tell me what you think about this. Because I I cut it out of something that I did at KPFT. I want to hear your thoughts about, I think this is sort of the way we want to tackle it. uh, An interview with the same guy, two different segments, and show you when I talk about talking from people on the other side what I'm talking about. Let's go ahead and listen to that now. And then we'll take it on the other side. Joe is on the line. Come on in, Joe. Let's have a talk. What's up?
1: Hey, good morning, Alberto. How are good you? Good
0: morning, sir. How are you doing?
1: Oh, man, not too bad. Driving to work, as always.
0: Well, talk to me, Joe. Talk to me.
1: But, uh, but you know, it, it's more of the same, man. It, uh it, 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 um... It, it, um it never gets old, man. I hear you parroting the Democrat Party ideal over here, you know, with the the, uh-huh. the, um, the weapons of war talk and and all of that. Uh-huh. And, it, and something that sticks out of my mind here: there's a couple of couple of these most recent mass shootings. Or yes. by, you know, anti-Second Amendment people trying to make a point. The guy in the bank, anti-Second Amendment. The trans uh-huh. chick shot up, you know, Christian school kids. Mm-hmm. The Uvalde guy was, was a trans guy with mental health issues.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: um, honestly, you know, the Second Amendment is not, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily for um, self-protection or deer hunting or whatever. It's, it's in case... You know, a pundit like uh, you know gathers together a group of fools and um, decides they're going to push communist ideals down the throats of everyone else. Mm -hmm. That's why we have the Second Amendment.
0: Okay, Um, are you are you really willing to kill your brother or sister if a group of folks uh, look? First of all, let me just tell you, I'm no communist. Okay, and I don't think you meant me. I hope you don't mean me that you think that way. Um, All I want, personally right, is for you, Joe, to have a good life. I want personally, Joe, for corporations to not take advantage of you. I want Joe to have good health care in case Joe gets sick and go. If Joe has a wife, I want to make sure that corporations don't fool you into doing something that will get your wife hurt. There's nothing communist about all the things that I want. And I don't like guns personally, but I don't have the right to tell you not to have a gun, but I have the right to say, I want to live. And I don't want you to have the ability to have that gun to kill me or the ability to kill all my kids in schools in Uvalde. And when folks talk about uh, this stuff, about if if a bunch of communists tries to take over this country, guys are going to use those guns. That's not how it works. You know, that is a, that is a narrative that they give you. For the guys who want to sell a whole bunch of guns, irrespective of, of life. That's what they want to do. I don't want to take your gun, your hunting gun, your guns away. I want to make sure that if you have a gun, you're responsible for it. And if somehow you cause harm to somebody else, it is made for you to pay for it. And that person who's harmed was done to... Gets, rec- get, gets compensation for having been harmed by you or whomever caused their harm. Again, the things that I want are pretty logical. And what people do is they make a caricature of what we want. And what I'm trying to do in putting people together is to say the following. Let's not look at, you know, you don't need to hate me because I'm some crazy, crazy nut progressive because I'm not. All I want to do is to bring good things to us all. and I'm not, not what I want, what humanity wants. That's all, nothing more, nothing less. So you and I, I don't have a beef with you. There's no reason for me not to like you.
1: Go ahead, sir. I don't have a beef with you either, but, but what I just heard, what I just heard you say, you know, yes, yes. Uh, you have the right. You have your your Second Amendment rights, right? Yes. But I don't have the right to be free from you know threats of violence, yada yada, right? Right. Well, you have that
0: right, yes.
1: The way you, you said it, the, I have the you, But the way what you said was, I have the right that you you not have something, right? So what you, what I heard you say was, I'm going to take your guns.
0: No, well, and again, you'd be hearing wrong. You'd be you would be again, and
1: that.
0: Uh, look, here's, here's what happened, Joe. Here's what happens, right? It's, it's language, right? Uh, you and I get up every morning, we go to work, we do things that are important for families, etc. We all do that. Those are commonalities. We all do that stuff together. Now, if I want to, if I am, a, if I'm selling a product, right, that I just want out there and I want to make a bunch of money. And you and I who get up every day and go to work and do what's right by our family every day, the, uh, if you and I start agreeing on stuff, there's trouble in this world because those that take advantage of what happens when you and I are fighting, that's exactly what they do. I don't want to take your guns away. I want, but I do want to make sure, can, can you go ahead and own a F-16? No. Could, if, if, if a thousand of you got together Right. If a, thousand, uh, if a thousand of you got together and decided we want to buy an F-16 and fly it around the country, can you do it? I don't think so. And so we, ha- we have laws that, that we as a society put together so that society works best. If we had a whole bunch of group of different people being able to just go and jump and buy an F-16, buy a bazooka, buy a tank and all of that... What kind of society would that be? So we come together and we do give up a few of our liberties so that we can have this thing called society. And you know, that's what we do.
1: And if, and I disagree, I think that I go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, sir. It's a polite society, right? If everyone, if everyone was, was carrying 24 seven, right. With a society would be a polite society. There would be no more road rage. There would be, but, you know, no, no, no I,
0: actually, but the evidence says, other look, and that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I, those narratives that you just come with came with their um, I hear that polite society narrative. Uh, Buenos dias, Roberto Luis on the on the website. But here's this. Here's what I want to say real quick. Um, you know, I told you, you guys to come in and change the subject. Uh, <laughs> Joe, I have a piece to play, but. I love what you're talking and I love the, the ability to have this conversation. So thank you. But here's the deal. You are given a narrative. When you talk about a polite society with guns, right? Let me tell you, as 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 Abbott have allowed more guns on the streets by saying people don't even have to go through checks anymore. You can just go ahead and pick up a gun. If you don't have a felony, you get go to the store, get a gun. And everybody has guns. You know what has increased in Texas dramatically? Road rage incidents. And it, because of how anger works. All right. If I'm if if you cut me off in the middle of the street and I get angry and you give me the finger, the first thing that comes to me out of to, not me, but to some out of anger, I have that that gun next to me i use it and guess what that's what people have been doing the easy access to guns the unregulated access to guns where people don't have to get trained etc where you don't have to have the anger treatment all of that has really caused the numbers are there i don't you can look it up yourself too right right but the numbers are there joe i mean this stuff about polite society if everybody's armed it's not true It simply isn't true. And what I'm saying is we have to stop. We we believe in life, but we have these people pushing a lot of narratives that are anti-life just to make a dollar. And you and I pay the price for that guy that never has to engage himself on the freeways of Houston when it's hot, when people are driving mad. Those guys who make the guns just take a helicopter to go from building to building as they profit from what we are buying. We got to get together, Joe. Joe, I got to get to, my, um, to, to at least one video today, right? But look, I want to tell you, right. I, right. you... No, no, wait, 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 please. I, I want to thank you. Come on now. I, I want to thank you for entertaining the conversation in a civil manner. Please keep listening and please keep calling, all right?
1: You know I will, and 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 we we're gonna have to just agree to disagree on a lot of things. But
0: that's I'll, fine. But
1: thank you, sir. Have a great day.
0: You have a great day now. All right, folks. That one I did a few days ago at KPFT, and I thought it was a, a, a good one to put out here. Um, now here, here's the thing, uh, Bridge. That was a Memorial Day week. Uh, I think that's a that's I think the holiday that I was talking about. E2247 says, hi, Melanie, Carl, Bridge, Egberto. Carl Cox is in the house. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain, once again is with us. Great to have you here, Melanie. And it was great having you on Ask Egberto Anything as well. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Melanie says, good question. It's like Pentecost, but a week later due to the regional elections last week. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. Guns, okay. Battlefield weapons, no. I agree with you, Carl Cox. Uh, what else have we got, or what else did I miss? I think I got all of it in. Well, anyhow, um, you know, last night as I was watching, uh, uh, Amen Mohayadin, I love the way he—he's a no bars pull kind of a reporter. And you know what? He is—he really—he really, he really kind of gave it to Chris Christie yesterday. You know, Chris Christie will be entering the race sometime this uh, sometime this week, I believe. And you know a lot of the media they are starting to make it seem as if Chris Christie, the savior of the Republican Party, is going to be coming in, and and somehow he's magnanimous, he's a good guy who will be able to take on Donald Trump with his braggadocio, you know. But of course we have to remember that Chris actually went with <laughs> with with, with uh, Trump before, and Trump beat him. But not only did Trump beat him, but after he went to worked with Trump and gave him a full endorsement as well. So I don't know why they have this Chris Slayer thing, or I think that Chris is somehow gonna be a Slayer of Biden, or not a Biden, Slayer of Trump. And of course, with that Slayer of Biden. Well, I love the sarcasm that we got here from Ayman Mohayedin. I want you to check this out. And then of course, we'll take it on the other side. By now, we all know that Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey, said that he's going to get into the race and run for president of the United States. Of course, in a Republican primary to challenge president, former president Trump. Well, his track record isn't good on that in that domain, but he's going to try. Some people think it's going to be great having a. Uh, Chris Christie there, who is a tough talker, a patriot that's going to go in there to prevent Trump from running again. Well, you know, good journalism is important. And I think people forget the iterations of who Christie is, what Christie represented in the Trump administration. Well, you know who's not going to let you forget? A good journalist. Like whom again? Eman Mohoyaldean. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other
2: side. Happy to be on the Trump team. NBC News reports that this week, Trump critic turned Trump ally turned Trump critic again. I guess Chris Christie will enter the 2024 Republican presidential primaries. Uh, For months, rumors have swirled around Christie's plans to enter the race, but almost no one believes he can win. And reports suggest that he might not believe that either. Instead, he is focused on what some are calling a kamikaze mission to take down Donald Trump. And in fairness, Christie carried out a similar mission in 2016. He is credited with snuffing out Senator Marco Rubio's presidential prospects after a fierce clash on a New Hampshire debate stage. But he never succeeded in doing the same to Donald Trump. Christie was a fierce Trump attacker early in the 2016 primaries, calling him a carnival barker and unserious entertainer, moonlighting as a politician. He suggested that nominating Trump would actually destabilize the GOP. And he put Hillary Clinton in the White House. And then once Chris Christie realized that he couldn't actually beat Trump, he had a change of heart, changed his tune. He became one of the first high profile establishment Republicans to endorse Trump's run, giving Trump a level of legitimacy, I could say, that was previously unattainable. He even vied to be Trump's running mate. And when that didn't pan out, He served as the head of Trump's White House transition team, at least until he was fired. And that is according to Chris Christie for clashing with Jared Kushner. And thus began the next phase of Chris Christie's career. He became a network news contributor, getting a constant source of income for opining on Trump and bashing the administration from a safe distance. And it seemed at least for a while that Christie had become a firm never Trumper. Until again, after years of attacks from new studios, Christie stopped hitting Trump, stepped back into the D.C. Spotlight and emerged as none other than chief organizer of Donald Trump's 2020 debate prep team, working with then president to take down Joe Biden in front of a national audience. And then after Trump lost, guess what happened? You know where this is going. Christie flipped again, not only calling Trump a danger to American democracy, but also finding new ways to profit from his newfound Trump criticism. And despite not being a relevant member of the GOP for years and despite his on again, off again relationship with Trump, Chris Christie wrote a book declaring that the post 2020 Republican Party had to move on from Trump if it was ever going to succeed again. It is hard to keep track of Chris Christie's allegiances unless that is you follow the money when it is lucrative for Christie. Guess what he does? He hugs Trump. He embraces him when it's lucrative for Christie. He bashes Trump, hates on him. So forgive me for not believing that Chris Christie, whether he admits it or not, wants to torpedo Trump's electoral chances because he cares about our republic or our democracy. No, he cares about his bottom line. And for my two cents, I think his run is an effort to cling on to any kind of relevancy in this country. If he runs and he hits Trump, I don't know, maybe he can get another TV gig somewhere. Maybe he can write another book, get some paid speeches under his belt. He can keep reaping the benefits of the never Trump movement, even if he's made it clear multiple times now that he is not a never Trumper. He's just a sometimes never, other times okay Trumper. I am begging the news media to do me a favor and look beyond the zingers and Trump attacks and ask Chris Christie, actually, what is he doing in this race? Because his track record has proven he is not capable of being an actual Trump slayer. He's never acted like a patriot selfless soldier that some paint him to be he had mohayeldin that had an important
0: message to journalists don't just listen to the whips that you're going to hear from from uh Christie. don't just listen to those one-liners and those zippers that you're going to hear put him to the task because after all it seems like in his case knowing he can't win he's looking to say follow the money. This is just another income stream for Chris Christie. So as people are gonna try to give him a a notion that somehow he is gonna be there to really challenge Trump, remember, the guy's likely likely there just to take the money. A lot of money involved in being that person that's gonna get a lot of screen time as he has some one-line zingers against Trump. Media, as Moha Yildin says, don't fall for it. Media, do not fall for it. Please don't fall for it. Let's see. Carl Cox says, Joe has been brainwashed into believing that everyone has the right to own a battlefield weapon. Yes, he does. But it says, like how you brought up the F-16. That was in the previous video. Well, yep. You know, you know. if, if you take it to what's called Redoxio Al absurdum, you're right. When all these people are talking about, oh, they want to have the guns to prevent the tyranny of the state. Come on, man. We have F-60s and bazookas and metralladores and all these things. You think a measly AR-15 is going to solve that problem with the government? No, that's not what's going to do it at all. So it, it is, I find it how easy it is for those who want to control those on the right. How easy it is to give them a nonsensical argument for too many of them to believe. But hey, that's just me, I guess. Michael Rudden says, Chris Christie is running a revenger spoiler race in the Republican primary. I believe that. Bruce Pollard said, what happened to the favorite son category? I hear you, Bruce. But who would be the favorite son? Please tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. All right. uh, We also have Rudden saying, Chris Christie joining Trump was one of the lowest points in his career. Yeah, but you know what? It seems like he'll never learn. Nunca va aprender. Uh, Let's see. Also, Michael also says, this guy thinks any Republican politicians, good faith actors with honorable ideological bases. I don't think he does. I think he's being more sarcastic than anything else. Jules Ray Winfield, mi hermano de otra mamá. Welcome aboard, Jules. He says, hello, Egberto. Hello, Jules. (laughs) And we also have Michael Rudden that says Reduxium al absurdum. Let everyone with a quarter of a billion dollars be able to buy a nuke. That is reduction of the biggest absurdum, Michael Rudden. Bruce Pollard says for New Jersey, it might be Christie. For Texas, it could be Beto yeah but I think Beto is going to go and sleep for a while. I think Beto needs a good some rest. uh Beto has to come back good and strong when he's going to go up against. i I guess he probably will run for Senator against uh John Cornyn maybe i I think I don't think he's going to do governor again, but we'll see. but we do need a good governor here in Texas. I wish we would have one. Okay, uh, let's see what else we have any, and see if I got anything else in the stream that I missed. All right, if you have any questions, give me, give me a shout in the, in the thread or give me a call at 281-823-7747. Let's start using these these phone lines that we have that you guys have paid for. You paid for us to have a phone in. What is it again? 281 281- Jules Ray says, Chris Christie is a political hack that bowed down and licked the boots of Trump soon as his press bid ended. He is irrelevant and only wants to revise his sketchy alliance with Trump like we didn't see it. Uh, E2247 says, Perry World House of Penn State University put up this video That is another worrying of brittleness of relying on AI Uh, with proliferation of loitering munitions, including nuclear munitions, even more urgent become needs of civilian participation in foreign policy strategy and tactics making implementation. I got to look at it first to make sure I don't get into some uh, copyright issues on, on YouTube, which they're, you know, every now and then you get a zinger and that can actually shut your entire channel down. Those of you on YouTube, please remember, give us those thumbs up. Make sure that uh, people know you like what you're hearing. Ensure that the algorithm will start sharing. Again, folks, that number is 281-823-7747. Give me a call, 281-823-7747. If you have something to say, if you have a thought, you want to put something on air, una vez más, lo voy a repetir one more time. I will repeat it. 281 823 7747. Again, how do you speak? Either in a chat or you can give me a call. All right. Um, Michael Rudden says Replying to Jules Ray Winfield, I think Christie is going to find a new sketchy alliance with whoever wins the Republican primary. Considering the numerous felonies Trump is looking at, that winner isn't going to be Trump. You know, I'm, I, I believe that. Let me tell you what I'm thinking is happening, okay? I believe Biden, as old as he is, I notice I'm saying that because I am hoping, you know, I'm going to be frank with you. And it pains me to say this. But when I saw, when I saw the, uh, you know, a fall that can happen to anybody, but when I saw Biden fall, the first thing that hit me is, well, if something is going to happen to an older guy running, because again, the guy is 80 years old, a lot of 80. I mean, and he's a strong 80. Don't get me wrong. And, and I think he'll be fine. But the lo- the probability and statistics, I mean, I could drop dead tomorrow, right? But the prob- st- probability and statistics says that he is a very, very tough risks risk. And that because he's a risk, and because Pamela Harris, Kamala Harris is not well liked right now, they could use that against him to win. But I don't even think that is enough for him to lose if Christie made it to the nomination or if any Republican of the Ilk of Ron DeSantis or any of these guys made it to the made it. So I don't think any of these guys can actually beat Bush. When people sit back and say, loss of my rights versus. I'll tolerate Biden. I think I tolerate Biden is going to win. That's my thought. But here is the, the wrench here. The wrench in the spokes or the wrench in the gears or wh- however you say it. And I want you guys to think, uh, play some chess with me. And by the way, I don't know how to play chess, but play some chess with me. And it goes like this. I think First of all, there is this group called No Labels that's trying to run a third-party candidate. I think that third-party candidate is not going to be a Republican centrist. I think it's going to be a Democratic centrist like somebody like Manchin or, you know, Lieberman or somebody like that. And here's what I think the whole issue is. Biden, a centrist, won. But Biden, the centrist, listened to his progressive wing and also gave the progressive wing a lot more than they expected they could have received from a neoliberal centrist. Biden wasn't too bad to the progressives. Look, we would love a lot better. But he did fine. The biggest climate change type bill ever passed in this country. But then, yes, he he messed up with a a bit of oil here and there. But policy after policy after policy, uh, progressives got something, something they've never gotten before from from not even Obama, who had proclaimed himself a progressive. Okay. So that is probably, the, the plutocracy probably doesn't take too kind to that. And they don't necessarily want Trump either. But you know, Trump, in a second term when you have nothing to lose, Biden is probably gonna give away the store. Biden is probably gonna be the progressive person's dream because he wants to leave a legacy. And the legacy now is that most Americans are progressive. And imagine giving most Americans family leave, imagine giving most Americans. a a fair wage. Imagine giving most Americans all the things that progressives want that most Americans, 60, 70, 80% of Americans want. He would give that to them in in the second term to make a name for himself. Just like Souter, who was appointed into the Supreme Court by, by Bush, Bush one became one of the staunchest liberals, just like Stevens, appointed by, I think, Ford, became one of the staunchest liberals, progressives, I think that's who Biden may become in a second administration. And because of he knows where the skeletons are buried, he will probably be successful of that if he survives, if he lives. And I think the plutocracy knows that and i think n- and no no labels knows that notice that no labels you don't know who is funding no labels and no labels is the richest third party supporting pack out there and no pack i believe had raised that kind of money for a progressive for 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 an independent candidate but there is no labels they're doing it their goal is to ensure that Biden loses. They would like to see another Republican candidate, any Republican candidate win. They don't necessarily want Trump, but they are they will do what's necessary for Biden not to win. Because if he starts to give away the store, that's what he does. Right? So I want everybody to understand this. No labels is a clear and present danger. I repeat, no labels is a clear and present danger. They're not playing fair ball. They're using all the election laws to hide the money of likely rich people. And it is something that we have to expose. Right now, what I'm talking about is conjecture. But given that they don't expose who their donors are, let's live on conjecture to protect ourselves. Let's live this one on conjecture to protect ourselves. All right, let me go ahead and read some more things that you guys have put since then. Uh, let's see. And Bruce says, for New Jersey, it might be Christy. I read that already. For Texas, it could be Beto. Uh, Jules says, Chris Chris is a political hack. I read that one al- al- already as well. But Jules also said the following. Uh, well, well let's, let's back up. He said the following. I would support Beto for Senate again. The numbers could work in his favor. I think it would. The governor's seat just never gets the attention it needs in midterm years. Exactly. Uh, E2247 says, the godfather of AI. Some regrets Hinton, uh, Jeffrey Hinton who helped invent the technology behind ChatGPT, is worried we are racing towards danger. If we don't have regulation, that would be true. You're right about that. Okay, thank you for the artic- putting put the link to the article in there, E2247. Jules Winfield says, The sad thing is the general public still believes they lost rights because of Biden. And that's why we have a lot of work to do. That's why we can get the work done. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, your links are in there, uh, for people to see the stuff on Jeffrey Hinton, etc. 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 Jules says, A lot of economic pain we are experiencing is due to fallout from Trump deregulations and executive orders, as well as his overspending. Imagine he blew the budget up and now he wants us to pay, right? Uh, Michael says, Egberto, I think Trump is running in the hopes he won't get charged anymore. Despite the numerous crimes he's responsible for, I don't even know where to begin. The financial crimes of his criminal enterprise businesses, the attacks against democracy and elections, the willful retention and dissemination charges related to the national security, the rape and defamation charges, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I think he gets charged this week or next week. We'll see. Carl Cox says, MAGA Republicans want to dismantle American democracy. Yes, they believe that we have an over-encompassing state. I, I think they like to call it uh, the, the something state they call it. I don't remember. You know, when, when it's time for me to remember something immediately, I forget. I don't know. All right. Uh, Carl Cox says MAGA Republicans want to dismantle democracy. Yes. Uh, we also have, uh, uh, let's see, Michael Redden replying to Jules, Trump's environmental deregulation were absolute worse. And he gave a link to the rollbacks. That's why I love the work that you guys do, because you actually provide the links. Bruce Pollard says a third party lost it for Mondale. <laughs> that was a big loss. What did Mondale lose? Every single state except Minnesota, if I remember correctly. Is, was that Mondale? I think I think it was, right? Um, was it Mondale? or Yeah, I think Mondale was the one who lost every state, right? Melanie Keelan says, we were warned. Yes, we were, me- Melanie. Michael Ronan says, Mondale versus Reagan. Yep, the political map went nearly entirely red. The people didn't realize that Reaganomics was doing to the country until years later. They still, enough of them still don't know it. They still tout Reagan's accomplishment more so than Clinton's accomplishments. It behooves me. And the worst part about it is that Democrats allow them to do, every time they talk about how great the 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 uh, the the great the comeback was with Reagan. I would immediately tout uh, tout the Clinton's economy and prove that it was orders of magnitudes better than uh, under Reagan. But better, he balanced the budget. He balanced the budget for a few years. That's what's important. That's what's important. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Jules Ray Winfield says the government is still trying to correct itself through the democratic process after Trump intentionally took it to the limit of corporation, corruption and, dis- and dishonor he brought to the seat in our times. You know what is the scariest thing for me, uh, Ray? And, I t- and, and this scares me to death. Uh, Trump has normalized so much that wrong and right isn't penalized like it used to before. Let me give an example. Let's say you have a Republican politician that did wrong, right? In the past or I tell you what, since I'm a since I'm a progressive, let's let's say a Democratic politician did wrong. In the past, this is how it would work. The Democratic politician did something very wrong. And it it irks Democrats that he did something wrong. Those Democrats wouldn't go and vote for that Democratic politician, but they won't they couldn't bring themselves up to vote for the Republican. So they withheld their vote and they just stayed home. That is how it used to work. It's not even if you are uh, tiered towards your party where you won't do anything against your party. Many would still say, you know what? I'm just not going to vote. And not voting is a vote for the other side, right? But what Trump has done is it allowed folks to be proud guilt-free, as they go out there and vote for depravity. And it's not only affecting Republicans, but it's also affecting Democrats. And I think that is a problem. Because now it means that you can do whatever depraved that you can find to do for your own personal success. And still be able to garner the support to win elections. Because your party will forgive everything that you do to win that race. And I am am very concerned that that is where we're at. In other words, when Trump made that statement, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. And people would still vote for me. That was the start, and that, I think, still holds true. If anybody disagrees with that, give me a call. 281-823-7747. 281-823-7747. Uh, Ray Winfield says, Reaganomics has poisoned the minds of Americans for generations because of his cult of personality. I agree. Michael Ruddin says, Florida and the Supreme Court screwed Gore versus Bush in 2000. The recount after Gore uh, after Gore gave up showed Florida went blue in 2000 but Bush was already in. You know what let me tell you what's the strangest thing about all of this. The strangest thing about all of this is Gore never said it that I re- can recall. Gore even if even if though the the election was already called by the Supreme Court even though they were wrong. Later on, the AP and all these guys found out that Bush really, or rather Gore really won Florida. What irks me is the newspapers didn't make a big issue out of it. That should have been big news day after day after day. Big news should have said democracy failed. Democracy failed. But none of that. It's almost like America didn't want the rest of the world to understand that even in America, this could happen elections could be stolen even in america elections could be stolen you know they always talk about uh you know a lot of republicans always talking about election being stolen all elections stolen thus far in this country has been by republicans in our lifetime that is and i haven't done the research for the 1800s okay Carl Cox says Reagan is one of the absolute worst presidents America ever had. I agree. Jules Ray says Trump followed his blueprint into power, and that's true. That's true. Jules, good observation. E two two four seven says big news today on reigning in AI in European nations. Got to read that. Uh, what else have we got here? Bruce says sorry, I mixed up Mundell with Gore, who lost to Bush. Yeah, but Mundell did lose a lot too, and I and I thought then I think. I don't think Mondale would have been slaughtered as bad. What was the name of that guy? There was a perennial third party person running Anderson. I don't remember the name of the guy. Okay. Jules Winfield says The sad thing is the right can unite to get the support they need because the right wing has stuck to a very linear message and energizing their base. But you know, I am willing to tell people the following, and I wish more politicians would. We can differ. We can have different points of view, but we are going to coalesce to ensure that the party that in the aggregate is doing well for America wins. We can fight our battles after winning. And that's what we have to do. But we must fight them. Michael Rodden says, Egberto, there is also the 2016 Democratic primary where both Obama and the DNC screwed Bernie out of a win. I agree. And the Clinton was the absolute worst possible contender against Trump. Both Clinton and Trump were hated by the American people in 2016. But again, let's remember this. She won the popular vote and the one thing that she did is not listen to Michael uh uh to Michael the 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 rep- not reporter, the the documentarian. What's his last name? Michael, help me out. You know who I mean. Anyway, uh, Michael Moore, exactly. Michael Moore. She didn't. She didn't listen to Michael Moore, and we were. By the way, Rodden, we were screaming all over Daily Coast. I was screaming on the air that you have to get to the Midwest. We saw it coming. We saw Michigan coming. We saw Wisconsin coming. But you know, you couldn't. You couldn't tell anything to the to Clinton or her people because they know it all. They didn't listen to the, uh, us little 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 talking heads. It's not like Michael Moore doesn't have gravitas, he does, but nobody was listening to Michael Moore. Nobody was. Shiva Las Vegas, 100. percent How you doing, my beautiful Shiva Las Vegas? All right, let's see. Jules says low taxes for the riches and to abortion and general bigotry is typically a party standard that I don't understand. Voters keeps fail falling for while they systematically have their pockets picked because Democrats have failed in the way to explain this to all people. We are trying here, but we are not sufficiently funded to get to enough places to do it, but we will in the long run at some point we will. Uh, uh, Jules Ray says, I do partially blame the DNC and the MSM for downplaying Bernie's appeal across party lines, which is true. Michael Ren says, Clinton brought the Midwest uh, uh, thought the Midwest wasn't important, not campaigning there at all. Look, You know what? When Democrats are going to really start getting these super majorities, when they realize that every vote matters, not only every vote matters, but we should respect Americans, all Americans, racist Americans, not non-racist Americans. I want to have the conversation with every single American. I don't care who you are. You're welcome. And that is... That that's who Democrats and progressives are supposed to be. And one of the things that we don't do is we don't do that. Welcome aboard Eric Hayes. We don't do that. I want to open the door to everybody. How can a racist stop being a racist if he doesn't get a chance to engage? And you know what? A lot of them want to be that just way, that way for the sake of being that way. But you never know. You got to open yourself up for that. You know, and not everybody can, but I will. I will. I have no problem doing that. All right. One last video. This one has to do with uh, how I, I, I convinced this same guy to, to support to support healthcare for all. I want you guys to see this because we have to bring the humanity into things if we want to make a change. Check
1: this out. I've talked to you before about health care a mm-hmm. few times, and, and, you know, I have really good health care, which which I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad to have. But, mm-hmm. but you said to me on air one time, if you had your way, you would revamp the healthcare system and make it free for everyone. Even if it was it would diminish the quality of health care for many Americans, it would elevate others.
0: OK, but let me ask you a the, question. Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a question, sir? Because since we're talking healthcare, and I, I think it's so important for you to call in, by the way, Joseph, thank you again. Uh, my question to you is, whenever you hear the word that, uh, you know, I, I did a, sh- a show on healthcare about three or f- three shows ago, where I played a piece from the right wing guy that said, the reason we can't give health care to everybody is because there are not enough doctors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And my heart sank. How did you feel to hear that? And, and how do you really feel if what you're if, you, if what you're saying is true, right, that uh, I and people like myself want to give health care at the expense of the quality of health care in the aggregate? Right. That's what you're thinking. I'm trying to tell what I have to convince you about. Right. Is that what I want to do isn't diminish your health care, but to ensure that everybody has health care and that we don't have to diminish health care to accomplish that. And what you are saying, you know, you're you're going from the perspective that says if you give other people health care and no health care is free at all. I'm not talking about getting health care free at all. I'm talking about if you want health care, it happens similarly to what happens in other industrialized nations. You have a card. And, you know, I, I did an interview. I don't know if you listened to it with this guy who has Canadian health care. Right. And he said the last thing on a person who's sick mind in Canada is health care. Rather, it's money. When, when I got, uh, when my blood pressure got up to 220 over 140 at KPFT doing a, a show there at KPFT and they called the ambulance for me, et cetera. The first thing on my mind is how much was that ambulance going to cost me? And I, in as much as I had insurance and afterwards I jumped out of that ambulance when they told me what the cost would be given the 10,000 deductible that I had and went home. That is, that is inhumane. That I put myself at risk, my family at risk, because I knew that there's a good likelihood I could make it to the hospital on my own. I am. And what I'm asking you is the following. If I can prove to you that everyone like in any other country can have better health care than we have right now, because that's a fact. If I find a way to get into your mind, wouldn't you want that as well, sir?
1: So, so I disagree. Again, my question, again, this is a
0: yes or no question, my brother. In other words, if I can prove to you you, over time, if I can prove to you over time that we can have great health care for everybody, given the current amount of money that we spend in health care, if I can convince you of that, would you then say, I want all my brothers and sisters to have health
1: care? I agree that yes, we can come
0: to we can come to an agreement. So, so, sir, you agree? I mean, my my thing, my thing is this.
1: Wait, wait, wait! It's not going to be me agreeing to your position, right? Because there, it's not it's not
0: my position, sir. It's not not my position. It's not my position
1: at all. you're, you're, you said you're going to convince me of something, right? So, what I, no,
0: what I'm convincing you, no, I'm not, I'm not convincing you of my position. I'm convincing you that we have enough money to cover everybody's health care. The reason I'm convincing you of that is I'm saying there are others who've convinced you already that there isn't money and that somehow the, the quality of care would be reduced. That's what you told me. And what I'm saying is that is a categorically false statement that you believe, but I have to, I have to do the work to show you that what the other people that you have trust in that have told you that I have to prove, I have to prove to you that they are wrong. And I'm saying, if I can do that, because I'm, I'm, I'm appealing to your humanity. So if I can show that, which is my job to do, would you then say, Yes, I want healthcare for everybody.
1: Of course, of course.
0: And and I know that that's what I said. I'm appealing to your humanity. And that and that is what I'm talking about. The idea is you have to find a way to find that common thread with the person that you're talking to, right? Uh, I, the common thread that, that is inescapable and that is what occurred there the only option that he had to to maintain the humanity that he has and we all do right we all do and that is where we have to create the argument it's fact-based but it reaches them not with numbers and letters etc It reaches them in something that they can actually see and touch. I think it's important for us to try to learn and find the narratives that we can get to people so that they ultimately, they don't agree with, it's not about them agreeing with me or with you. It's just about them doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. however. Or whatever it takes for them to do the right thing. Because if they start to do the right things for themselves, their families, etc. There's a higher likelihood that that is the right thing that you also need. But again, it's it's a tedious process. It's a tedious process. And Eric Hayes, it's not word salad. Those are everything that I said was a fact. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Julie Ray says, replying to, well, I agree there, but I believe my taxes should go to welfare of most and robust public sector could be attainable if we could break the urban legend of trickle down economics. Instead, they choose war and corporate subsidies to the already very successful business class. Exactly. But again, that is where we make the change and that is where we can make a difference. A lot of people people find it frustrating that you have to work this hard. The fact of the matter is the other side is working just as hard, if not harder, because lies require more money. Lies require uh, creating a bigger false narrative, and that's what the right has been able to do. What we have failed to do is the extra work that has to be done, not one time, not two times, but forever, because they are on a forever mission of misinformation, disinformation, indoctrination. That's what the Powell Memo is all about. Their mission is incessant. And as such, our mission, as well, progressives that is, must as well be incessant, because you have to go ahead and refute everything in a manner that touches people, just like their lies touch people. Jules Ray says we need to deregulate democracy. In the parlance of the, the, the uh, documentary that uh, myself with several others worked on, we called it liberalized democracy. I think that's what we call it, right? Liberalized democracy. So look, um. Let me tell you, folks, I got to get out of here. It's coming up to time. Uh, let's see what we have real quick. In the insurance companies, most hospitals, most doctors, medical equipment providers, and so on, want excess profits not to save lives. Exactly. Eric A says misinformation and disinformation was invented by the left and ironically propagated by left with, with what has progressed. Um, You have to back that statement up with facts. I would like you to tell me, one statement from the left that is false. Please do. tick tock. I'm waiting. TikTok, I can tell you off the top of my head many things from the right that are false, lies. You know why? Because that's what they mostly are. Most of the info from the right has been false. Inflation, there's no lie about inflation. Inflation is caused by, you know what already, Corporate greed. And we proved it numerically. Energy and foreign policy, we're always right in what we're saying on that. Ray Jewell says, more options like 24-hour vote and true, so we can see what a true democracy feels like within our republic. COVID? COVID is wrong on the left? Oh my God, Eric. You scare me. You scare me. That's not the Eric that we meet and ask Egberto anything. This is a different Eric, man. Anyhow, folks, please remember to support our program. And how can you support our program? There are uh, several ways to do it, but the, the all-encompassing way to find out how to support us, please go to com slash support. com slash support. Please remember to support our trip to Chicago. We're still not getting those that those the support that we thought we would have gotten from the trip in Chicago. So I ask you once again. Tell your friends. Let's support this guy going to Chicago, and what is it going to be entailing? Chicago trip. Anybody, the first twenty five, the first twenty people who buy, uh, who who donate thirty five dollars or more, they'll get an autographed copy of "It's Worth It: How to Talk to Your Right Wing Relative Friends and Neighbors," as well as a politics on right bumper sticker. All donors will appear as supporters and producers of the show, and all of that will be. All of that will be in on every video. Every video will show all the folks who supported the trip to Chicago to do all those interviews. All of your names will be on the videos. hundred dollar donors will have a page on our uh, politics on right side. Of course, we need to approve it to make sure there's no obscenities, et cetera. and it can you can link to any other place that you want. so it's a good way for you to get a little bit of traffic to your your, your site or whatever. Uh, $200 or more donors will receive a polo shirt with the Politics Done Right emblem or logo on it, along with everything else the $100 donors get and the $35 donor gets or the dollar donor gets or anything, okay? So I ask you again, please support us. I have the, I'm have. i putting the link. The link is already in the uh, stream. So please consider uh, supporting our our trip to Chicago. All right, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what?